Welcome to the So You Want to Build a House podcast. I'm Scott. I'm here with my co-host, Keith. Say hey, hi. Hey. There's Keith. And wow, it's been a minute since we recorded one of these. Almost three years. Three years. That's a long time. A little bit has happened since then. Um, but we're not going to get into all those details because you probably don't care about what has gone on in our lives for the last three years. And if you, you did, you could just call us and not have to listen to our podcast. But um, So here we are with a fresh episode 24. This podcast, So You Want to Build a House, is sponsored by Aurora Homes. And we're glad to be back into podcasting. Uh, we've had over 30,000 downloads of our previous episodes. And so we know that it's a good resource. And so... Um, we're back, and so episode twenty-four. We're going to pretty sort of insane, isn't that thirty thousand? Thirty thousand listens. Wow! To the "So You Want to Build a House" podcast, which in the podcast world is a pittance. It is <laughs> yeah. statistically insignificant. But for us, but for us, it makes us feel good. We're viral. <laughs> yeah, we're super viral. We're super viral. Celebrities. People stop us on the street when they hear us talk and go. Hey, aren't you on the So You Want to Build a House podcast? I mean, I've been stopped for that. Right, and I deny it. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What are you talking about? Yep. I, w- I demand my private life. <laughs> okay, anyway. So here we are. So listen, we're talking about design. Design part two. Isn't that the story here? Yeah. Isn't that what we're going for? Yeah. I mean, things have changed. Things have changed over the years. Houses kind of haven't. Right, so... So, Keith, we're going to go back to 2020, and um, um, and so I'm going to put you on the spot. This is this is unrehearsed. This is this is this is raw. This is raw. Here so we go. We changed our name, right, to yep. the company. Yep. Um, that sponsors this podcast changed its name, and uh, we changed a bunch of designs. All right? of them. All of them. Yeah. And so. Back then, uh, Keith was uh, working for Aurora Homes, and you were working in sales. Do you remember kind of the thought process and what we ended up doing with these older house plans? I mean, we sold a couple of them in the interim kind of between. we. So we phased out all the older designs we had from, you know, the earlier 2010s kind of stuff. And when we started to phase those out, we had a couple people that wanted these old designs, but... Once we kind of explained it, I mean, specifically like with bathrooms, like we've we've emphasized adding more bathrooms, adding more suites, giving more flexible spaces. The other, the old plans didn't really offer those things. So people, I'd say generally came on board with the new designs. Right. So we literally took our best-selling homes and we stopped offering them for sale. Yep. And that's what we did. Because we sort of just thought about this. And I can tell you one of the main impetus for me was... Um, there was a house that won an award in 2020. I think it was given the award, um, a, a Delaware-based trade organization. We're not going to name the names of the builders of the trade organization. Yeah. Gave it an award in 2020 for, like, I don't know, custom home of the year, floor plan of the year. I don't know what the thing was. But what I do know is that the design itself was 10 years <laughs> old. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, so how does that happen? How does that happen? (laughs) So, you know, I did a little digging into what it takes to win one of these awards. And, um, you know, ultimately, I don't think it's necessarily a knock on the trade organization. Right. Uh, In a sense, you know, uh, my dad would say you have to you have to dance with the date that brung you, meaning, you know, so they're going to hand out these awards every year. Yeah. And the builders sort of have to self nominate. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. 
And I don't know, but it, it struck me. Um, and where it struck me is that, A, that a company would say, this is the best product that we have that yeah. we're going to put forth for an award, and it's a decade old. Yep. And I'm like, well, so I think that just tells you volumes about the home building business and how they're not really focused on innovative design. And so I really got to thinking, hey, I, this this can't really be the reality. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to think, well, you know, how many builders submitted plans, right? Right. That's that's what I think. I'm like, you know, okay, you won this best custom house of the war of the of of the year award, right? Whatever it is, and it's a ten year old plan. So my instant thought is, what other houses were in the competition, right? Because Which, if you can win it with a ten year old plan, right? What are the folks that didn't win? Who went home and like, hey, we didn't get custom home of the year. Yeah, we lost to a ten-year-old house. We were a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ours was seventeen years old, but we we thought she had some life left in her. Yeah, yeah. We were wrong. The new hotness, that ten-year-old plan, beat beat us out. Right. I, I, it just it's kind of mind-boggling, you know. And so then I looked at the the awards for twenty twenty-three. Same builder won an award for a house that was done in two thousand ten. Twelve years old, and I'm just thinking to myself, people just don't even think about this. No. They really don't. And so that was really one of the impetus for us to redesign houses, scrap mm -hmm. all our houses. We're currently redesigning houses now that are only two years old. We're updating them mm -hmm. uh, yep. at Aurora Homes because we think that the way people live is constantly changing. Yeah. I mean, it, after you've built, you know, if you come up with a, with, a, with a fresh new design, you build that house a couple times, you're going to learn a lot about it. And you get a lot of feedback from people who are living in those houses now. And I mean, you can't help but to change it because, you know, things, things evolve, you know, pe the way people live evolve. Um, so it's, it's, it's always, it's important to, to, to continually take your plans to the drawing board and improve things. Right. But apparently it's not, <laughs> not if you want to win this award. <laughs> you know, that's the logical conclusion, Keith. And I think what you said is really good, but I think when our industry in the home, new home business, that no one's saying that. No. I think what they're saying is, hey, this works and it's selling, and we sort of have it down. We know what it costs. We know what how to build it, and so we're just going to keep going there. Yeah. Right? Because this is manufacturing. And so I think sometimes when they just they look at this and they say, well, let's do it. Let's continue down this road, and let's get after it. Um, and look, these are not the large national publicly traded builders, right? Because I guess it's safe to assume that you're not really expecting a lot of innovation on the design side from companies like that. No. These no. are these are local based companies and they are literally just spitting out the same old house. And then I just think about it, you know, how much different is your life? All right. So Keith, we're gonna wind the clock back yeah. to, to twenty ten. Mm -hmm. And how much has changed about your life in tw since 2010? So in 2010, I was in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Which you're ostensibly not in now. No, I'm not in high school anymore. I have two children, a wife, uh, a, a house. Uh, you know, I live in a different state than I did at that time. Right. You have a dog. Don't, I forget, have a, don't I, forget the dog. I have a dog. I've got, yeah, I mean, my, my life is infinitely more complicated in every way possible. Right. And, and I, I, I just don't know. And, you know, 
Um, I think back to 10 years ago when I had two kids in school versus being an empty nester when, you know, I have two grandkids and no, and t- 10 years, this time, 10 years ago, I had three kids in school. All my kids were in school. Now they're all out. Yeah. And so my, uh, the theory is that if you take any time and you walk back a decade, your life is going to be really different. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. also the way we live yeah. is so different. You know, you think how about to me, I, I'm always fascinated to see what my cell phone has become into my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm old enough that I was an adult before anyone had a cell phone. And in the late 90s, I had a cell phone and I think I became a relatively early adopter of cell phones because not a lot of people had them. And and now you have this incredibly powerful computer. Yeah. they're. I mean, they're just so integrated now. And and, you know, you're you're kind of expected to, to have one because the all of the, the roles you play in life, they all integrate technology right so you got to have a computer in your pocket right and so in 2010 the cutting edge iphone keith's not an iphone guy was the iphone 4 yeah i think i had a i think i had i think i had a 4 back then i'm not okay. an iphone guy now but right and so the 4 uh and I- you can fact check me on this i'm not sure it had 4g technology in it it had the, it's, this is the small square looking one, right? Yeah, I mean, the iPhone only came in one size. Four was a new shape. Cause Three the, was the rounded back. Three had a rounded back. Mm-hmm. This was a squared back. Um, it had a button. And the user interface is not dramatically different. But then you think about, like, there were no streaming apps. No. You know? I mean, YouTube was around in 2010. No. Yeah, ish. yeah. It was... But it, you know, you y- you were gonna watch if you watched YouTube, it was gonna be on a computer. On like a computer. you weren't really gonna do that on your phone, right? You didn't have banking apps. You didn't have just the Im- uh, unbelievable f- amount of things that you can do from your phone. Because the the most popular phone in 2010 wasn't an iPhone; it was a BlackBerry. Oh, okay. Hmm. I didn't know that. So I mean, BlackBerry dominated the market in 2010. They were losing. Um, the market share, but the iPhone just had not come along. So just imagine if you're sitting somewhere these today and somebody whips out their BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I liked BlackBerry at the, d- at the time. I never learned T9 texting, and so it had a keyboard and I could text, and BlackBerry had a messenger service that was just theirs. Yeah. So if somebody else had a BlackBerry, you could send them messages and and, you know, if you wanted to text, email, and make phone calls, a BlackBerry was an incredible tool. But where it lost out is people's behavior changed, and the design became outdated for the way people live their life. Yep. The S- utility of it. The utility of it. Like, so it did email and text and call, and, and very efficiently. But then the, the market started going towards apps, started going towards, um, yeah, more f- versatility on right. that side of things. The phone just did more and more things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in 2010, you carried a digital camera because your phone didn't take those pictures. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine? Hey, when's the last time you saw us? Honey, get the camera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we have them for videoing, but we don't have them for taking pictures. Right. Anymore. Like, why, why would you have that? Right. I mean, that was something that was heard all through my childhood. Get the camera. Get the camera. We're going to get the camera. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a picture. We're yeah. going to, then we're going to take it and we're going to get it developed. And mm-hmm. we're not even going to know what that picture looks like 
until we pay someone to develop it. <laughs> and we got to roll a film and it comes back and it's like there's 24 pictures on the film and we like like eight of them, you know, because Aunt Myrtle had her eyes closed or, you know, Johnny stuck his tongue out or something. And, and it was like could be like months until yeah. you use that end of that roll. It's wild. I mean, it, you know, just today. So every week I go around to all the different job sites that I'm building and and I take pictures of the progress. I take pictures of things and with, you know, in the in the in an instant I post all that stuff to Dropbox and is accessible by the customer so they can see the pictures. I mean, literally within minutes of me taking right. them. You it's just that world is so from their phones. It's so so different from back then where you know, you probably had to do more walkthroughs. You probably had to have them come out and look at stuff because you just couldn't provide images like that yeah. in that time. Yeah, there was just nothing out there. And so you don't really think about it. And yet these are the these are the best home designs we have. This is the best we can do. Yeah. Oh my. So um I just wonder if, if that isn't something that is really neglected. Uh, in the home building community is that idea about design. And the other thing, so besides for phones, I looked up, and just this is just for fun, is cars. Yeah, quite different here. Quite um, different. The sheet I'm looking at so right Keith now. So Keith has a sheet of uh, the top-selling cars in 2011, mm-hmm. right? So, and so we go back to this idea that a house that was designed in 2011 won awards yep. for design in 2023. So that design is 12 years old. It is a seventh grader by age. It annoys its parents. Its parents <laughs> annoy it. And uh, so the top-selling cars of 2011, or vehicles, I guess I need to say, how many of them are cars? In 2011? In 2011. Just you can count them Let's quick. see. So in 2011, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are cars. Six of them are cars. Uh, and so what we mean by a car is like just like four a, door. Sedan. a sedan. A four-door. It doesn't even have to be four-door. I guess door. a two-door. Two-door, four-door, not four-wheel drive, yeah. just a car. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how many in 2011 are, are sport utility vehicles, SUVs? Well, let's see. One, two, three, four. One, two. Now, I think you're looking at the other. Oh, Look in 2011? 2011, yeah. In 2011, we got one SUV. One, one SUV. So six cars, one SUV, and there's three trucks, right? Yep. Right. And there's probably always three trucks. There's the Chevy truck, there's the Dodge truck, which is now a Ram truck, and there's a Ford truck. And you're welcome for that mention. Uh, we hope the check's in the mail. <laughs> um, all right, so what's changed now? So in 2022, because that's the latest full-year data we have, Right. how many cars are in that list? Only one. One. One car. One car. How many SUVs? So we've got one, two, three, four. Four SUVs. So we have four times the SUVs, one-sixth the cars, and how many trucks? One, two, three, four, five right. trucks. So I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. It, which one? The trucks. I mean, it just seems like, uh, I mean, a lot. Of, I, I, I thought SUVs just would take over. Right. I, like the top the top three on this list, you got the Ford F series, you got the Silverado and the Ram. The top three are trucks. That's kind of just right. blows my mind. A I think bit. you'd find that the top two are, have been trucks for probably the last 50 years. Wow. They've been the Ford and the Chevy truck. And the Dodge, or now it's Ram, kind of piddles around that list. Um, but it's interesting. There's a whole other. The GMC truck at number six in 2022 is basically a clone of the Chevy truck. 
They're kind of the same thing. Same is it GM? Is it GM General Motors that? Yeah, they do, do Chevy both of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically the same thing. But then interesting is a Toyota Tacoma is on there, uh, which wasn't on the list, and so that's a that's a smaller truck. Yeah, you uh, don't have the. I don't see the the Tundra on here. No, just the Tacoma. Okay. Right, and so what you see, if, so if you go from six cars to one car, then and you go from one SUV to four SUVs and three trucks to five trucks. I mean, I would say there's a trend just towards bigger vehicles. Period. Right. Yeah, definitely. But then I would also say that the the buyer's tastes have changed pretty dramatically. Right. So we we talked about it in terms of cell phones and just how your lives have changed. Now yeah. you talk about it in terms of what you drive and what we drive is different now. People don't drive cars, you know, and we were talking about this off air. Ford doesn't even make cars anymore. They literally <laughs> people don't realize this. They stopped making cars because there wasn't any money in it. And so it's all in trucks and SUVs. And the poor old Toyota Camry is just plodding along. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. What What place was it? It was number three in 2011. It's now down to number five. And it's below a, a Toyota SUV, the RAV4. Interesting. So, and that probably corresponds to life, right? Because you're going to buy a car that kind of suits the way that you want to live. And for whatever reason, people like trucks, you know, because now trucks are nice. Trucks have four doors. You can drive a family around in a truck. Mm -hmm. yep. um, that wasn't always the case about pickup trucks. Um, so, imagine then taking that same principle and going towards a house, and, you know, A, a house is 10 times as expensive as a pickup truck, um, 100 times as expensive as a phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if the way you live your life has changed in these small areas, how has it changed in as you live in these big areas? Yeah. I mean, we, we see this uh, when you look at, like, you know, in, in Delaware, we've got a lot of these older houses, right? And when you walk through an older house, one of the things you notice is there's one bathroom for the entire house. Right. Right. So that's one change that has been made over the years uh, to provide more utility to the people who live in the houses. Absolutely. And so the, the houses that are 20 or 30 years old in design have two bathrooms, right? Right. Because when we came up with this concept of, used to be called the master suite, can't use that. You probably can't even say owner suite. We can't say, say the primary bedroom. Oh. I mean, we can say whatever we want. Oh, okay. It's still the... It's <laughs> I don't still know the, what to say anymore. I call it the owner suite, but... It's probably a little out of date. Um, but, I, I mean, at some point it just becomes so hard to keep up with the language. It's just a little silly. Um, so the first generation house, like you said, had a bathroom. And that those yeah. people were coming off indoor plumbing being a thing. They yeah. were super excited. Mm -hmm. And then the next generation of house that came, you know, sort of in the the last two or three decades of the 20th century, that was the two-bedroom house. And so that was the the... The owners had a suite, they had their own bedroom, and then everybody else sort of shared one. Which, honestly, in Delaware is still the dominant design, a three-bedroom, two-bath rancher. There are literally tens of thousands yeah. of those in Sussex County, <laughs> yeah. Delaware. Yeah. And so what we think is that, you know, that design, which was wonderful for the 80s and the 90s, um, is outdated. And so the problem of building a house is, you know, if you look at most of the builders in Sussex County, Delaware, and you look at these award-winning plans, there's a chance that you can be building a brand new house that is functionally obsolete the day you move into it. Mm -hmm. And just imagine that. But nobody really knows. Nobody's paying attention. The builder's not talking about that. They're going, look at these shiny cabinets. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, or look at the wonderful life you're going to have in our house. Right. They're pointing at the, the aesthetics, the flooring, let's say. Yeah. Things that, things that don't, things that, that design don't impact. That's right. And, and they're looking at things that, that change with personal tastes over time. Yep. Right? Because if you don't like your floors and you say, I want different floors or I want different countertops, you can make one phone call and you get that changed. Do you want to add a bathroom to a house that doesn't have enough bathrooms? I mean, yeah. You can do it. You can do it. But it's but it's not minor surgery. No, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great to add later. On the house. And so that's why we've kind of gotten to a place where we feel like design is sort of going to be the thing. And we're continually getting feedback from customers, from folks that walk our houses. We're continually um, looking at things that we want to do to integrate and into our plans that will help people live better lives, right? Because if your house works better for your life, um, doesn't that actually help your life? Isn't that what a house is supposed to do? Like, I don't know. Most people just sort of say, well, I can make this floor plan work. What if you didn't have to make, what if it worked? Yeah. Yeah. Having flexible spaces, you know, just like that, that iPhone comparison you drew earlier, it's just having more utility, providing more utility to the people who live in it. Um, and the other thing we really start to think about is multi-generational living, which is really increasingly becoming a thing. Uh, and how can a house accommodate, you know, three generations in it, not even just two. Maybe you've got aging parents and then you've got a family. And so there's little kids and there's older folks and there's all kinds of issues, you know, and everybody loves these open floor plans because it makes the house feel big. But then did you ever think about the noise and the noise and where it goes? And when it's open, there's nothing to stop the noise. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if you're looking at a, a new home floor plan and the door to, the, to your bedroom is right off of the kitchen or it's right off of the great room, then whatever's going on in that room, you're in for. Yep. Even if you want to be taking a nap or you want to go to bed early and somebody wants to stay up and watch the game, you know, you're listening to the game in your bedroom. You yep. might as well stay up. That's it. Yep. Uh, and a lot of builders don't want to talk about this stuff, but... Aurora Homes really thinks that that stuff matters, that where you put the walls and how you think about how you want to live in your house is critical to getting a house that will enhance your life as opposed to one that is obsolete for your life, even the day it's brand new. Yeah, you'll have the shiniest, newest cabinets, and you'll have the black windows that everybody loves, maybe, Um, but you won't have a design that works. So... Uh, that's why design's a thing. Yeah. So, because obviously tastes change. And I think if you look at our plans in 10 years from now, you, we're going to be selling things that are markedly different. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. I mean, that's the kind of, that's the, uh, hopefully we are. And that's, I think why we, you know, why, that's why we care so much about it because, um, you know, if we, if we weren't making those changes and changing over the next 10 years, then there'd be something wrong with that. Right. <laughs> and then you just think about, like, so if we go back to this car list, just in closing, think about some of these cars. Does anybody remember the Toyota Matrix? No, definitely like, not. I don't, I don't even know even what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like either, but in 2011, that was the number nine top-selling car or vehicle in the country. Um, I do remember a Nissan Altima. Yeah. Uh Remember the Corolla? I remember the Corolla. We used to have one of those. They've been around forever. Uh, But a Ford Fusion, they don't even make anymore. That was on the list. Uh, There was Honda Accord. You know, that was a big thing. And and, uh, it's really interesting. And then, you know, you look and say, 
on the 2022 list, you've got a Honda CRV, uh, a Tesla, number nine, mm-hmm. uh, an electric, but it's an SUV. It's not a car. The Jeep Grand Cherokee. Jeep Grand Cherokee. That's Those a big vehicle. Yeah. Those have been around. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so that's where we've been. That's what we've been up to for the last three, almost three years since you last heard from our podcast. But we're glad to be back in the saddle. Um, and hopefully you will continue to listen and, and you can get a good laugh by listening at some of our old podcasts when we call our company a different name and, and do these other things. So uh, this is the So You Want to Build a House podcast sponsored by Aurora Homes. I'm Scott Daly. I'm Keith Strom. Have a great day. 